0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's the This Will Get Better pod with Harry and Tim. I hope you are doing well. This is the podcast where Tim and I have conversations with people who are making stuff. Uh, they've gone from nothing to something and they are treating life like an art form. So uh, I hope that their stories are encouraging to you. I know that it has motivated me in a couple of different areas to, to go, to do, to make, to publish rather than not so. Hope that does the same thing for you. This week we're talking to David Sankovic, who started his own coffee shop um, in a pretty unique way. Um, and then, and then where we're picking up with him is right after he walked away from that. And then right where we're picking up with him is right after that season of his life. And so we're going to hear him process through some of that and hint and allude to the new thing on the horizon. So we need to have David back. Uh, But before we have David back, we have to have one or two or three of the people he's making the new thing with back on or on for the first time so that we can discover that all together. Uh, so, this will definitely have a part two. David is a great guy, just has a real passion for seeing good happen, and that can be a messy process, but it's cool to see him still going through it, and him and his daughters got to come over and swim with me and my daughters the other day, and I loved it, and just a great, great person. So, enjoy this podcast, and I'll talk to you See you soon, guys, at the end times. Not the biblical end times, just at the end of this. All right, here we go. So this is the This Will Get Better podcast, and I'm here with Tim. What's up? How's it going? Good. And then David, who has, we have we met, I can't remember. You oh. came to one of my events, and, yeah. and that was, and then we
1: got lunch. Yeah, wait, no, yeah. Okay, so that was, you yeah, know, I went to a beer and Bible night. About hell, <laughs> the <laughs> video one, <laughs> the one that you said was the worst one That's ever. So I think true. recently you said that. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, and on uh, the Corey's recommended, I get to know you. It was like a friend recommendation. Yeah. Like you should get to know Harry Daniels. He's really cool. And so awesome. I. And they told me about beer and Bible, and I went. And I, I mean, you seemed pretty cool. But I'm like, we should probably get lunch. So I can confirm this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was awesome. And then we just kind of yeah. connected, yeah. and he gave me some podcasts. Oh yeah. Listen to some podcasts. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we and then we've just been meeting occasionally and I come visit you at Claro a lot. Yep. Beer and Bible. Beer and Bible night. And we need to somehow get our families together. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Maybe our people like each other. Yeah, cool. (laughs) But um so you I guess the way I would describe you is you're somebody who is entrepreneurial. You're a starter
1: yes oh, and i I think I've just recently embraced that title, okay, because there it's a major i think you can major in entrepreneuring, which to me just feels like like oh, sorry like counter whatever like majoring I, I thought you know I don't know anyway, so I always thought like that was way too professional of a title, but I, I think I've kind of recently embraced that. I like starting things
0: yeah you started a coffee shop
1: yeah well my my very first quote unquote startup. I guess you could say, uh, it wasn't when I was in high school and I, 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 have a tech background. I had my first computer in kindergarten. I was on it all the time throughout elementary school. I mean, I didn't have friends. I had my computer games and that was it. And my dad's a computer programmer. Um, so me and him would always just play computer games in the same room together. And it was, that was my childhood. And so, you know, I built my first website with HTML about the Apollo space program um, when I was in fourth grade, I think it was, you know, so just <laughs> I had all the patches and explanation of the missions. Um, yeah, it was, I it was wish. on GeoCities. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> like 10 visits. Um, and so I had an interest in computers and technology. And then as I grew, that grew into more web web stuff. Anyway, um, I noticed uh in high school, how people were freaking out over these gaming systems, and they'd come out, and there was, like, a shortage. And so, my very first little side business was basically, like, your typical, like, uh, you know, buy them cheap and sell them
0: for more, right? That's their basic yeah. economic thing. Um, it's the idea that everybody who's been really high... right? <laughs> this <is> so <laughs> This is so easy to do. Why doesn't more people do this? Yeah.
1: Um, and some of that came... Uh, okay, so what I would do was... Um, I created this company and um made a website, and I also worked at um a computer dropshipper, computer game soft- software dropshipper in Perrysburg. So he would he was the intermediary between like a wholesaler on China got all of his games, and then he would dropship them from these. Uh, back then, even before Amazon, you could sell on Amazon. You would have these websites, and people would buy these little applications, software applications, and he would dropship them to them. So it was my dad's friend. Um, And I worked for him. And so I kind of got this idea of, oh, I'll just create a website with this catalog and I'll put in my orders for rich and I'll fill my own orders. And And I, I saw, oh, these systems are, there's a lot of demand for these and the supply is pretty low. So this is my first like taste of economics, right? And I was like, well, you can get them on this new website called eBay. Um, that everyone was scared of using eBay. So well, I'm not scared of using eBay. So I found them on eBay, found a reputable dealer,s bought them, built up a little bit of a supply in my basement, create a website that I was using for the software that got like one order a month, and put them up on there, and offered. Th- this was a catch. I offered free overnight shipping because your typical, um, you know, mom or dad trying to buy a gift for little Timmy wanted to get them the new, latest, greatest gaming systems. You know, the internet was still a little bit of a foreign concept for. Uh, many and um, so they would uh, I paid for some Yahoo search marketing of uh, before Google AdWords uh, <laughs> and I was the number one search result so you know buy Xbox uh, What back then I think it was the original Xbox or 360 I can't remember um, but the PlayStation 3 Um and then I did the Wii. So those that era of video game systems. uh, If you search for buy Xbox 360 or whatever, mine was the number one sponsored result. And that was back when it looked just like your search listings. Like people didn't know that I was like paying to get that number one. So I I did that. So that was actually junior senior year of high school and like the year after. In my me uh, my first year in high school um, because I proposed to my wife uh, shortly after that. So that's how I saved up money to buy an engagement ring. That's how we paid for our honeymoon was Dang. selling these video game systems. Damn, dude, so around Christmas time, that's when I, I didn't do anything throughout the year. It was right around holidays. I would just gear it up, buy a supply offer free overnight shipping every day i was going to the post office dropping off these systems it was pretty stressful we'd have things get lost in the mail i got phone calls saying my son doesn't have his game system because they tried buying it like the 23rd you know free overnight shipping i was like getting it out right then and there and like sometimes it works sometimes it didn't it wouldn't get there in time or whatever um but yeah that was my first taste of like building a business you That's know so cool. I, I didn't really know or understand like how to scale it up or to do anything with it you know um but it was a fun little taste. You could have um, been
0: Jeff Bezos. Yeah, basically like <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: like maybe I gave him that idea and he was fine <laughs> at three sixty for his son. <laughs> like,
0: oh wow. Dude, that's amazing. Uh,
1: but yeah, and it was you know, I got my first taste of, you know, chargebacks, credit card chargebacks and I got scanned by someone who I was trying to find this bundle and this holiday bundle and he had a and I you know sent him a couple thousand dollars for this stock and it ended up being a total scam, so mm. we had to like call the like Florida, like FBI office in Florida. And like, oh it was, it was crazy. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun experience. So, that's amazing. Okay. So, that was my first taste. Uh, and then, um, uh, then Claro was, yeah, was the next one, the next big move, big one. one. And, and it sounded yeah.
0: like at one point, just knowing your story, you, you tried to do kind of an in the middle between starting something entrepreneurial and yet, so, which was the financial world advising? Yes. Oh, bit.
1: yeah. I mean, if, do you want me to go on my whole story? Because like that, could, yeah, that could be yeah. like an I'm hour. Still, long. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Then, <laughs> which? Oh, I, okay, so um, I should bring this up now or later. I there's a TED Talk a couple of years ago. Uh, Emily, oh, I knew I was going to forget her name. Uh, I'll put it in show notes or whatever. But anyway, it's an unbelievable TED Talk, and it's called uh, basically multipotentialite. So I am a multipotentialite basically multi-potentialite. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes I've seen that it's one. an awesome TED talk and she has written books on it and the idea that um, and this is this is so I'm gonna explain all the different jobs I have and, and this fit me so perfectly um, but basically yeah I started off doing a, that video game stuff I've um, been I then was a uh, assistant tech coordinator at little Christian schools it's because of my tech background I learned a ton of stuff about domain management and so I kind of parlay that into a head tech director job at catholic central high school up in grand rapids michigan back before it was cool like back before <laughs> founders was there before Mad Cat, before oh, art prize so like i was there in downtown and now i go back and i'm like oh why did Damn i ever it. why did i ever leave this place um i let's see what happened after that i oh before that i i worked at best buy you know like everyone um who was a geek uh, worked there for a couple months before i got the tech director job uh we moved back i worked at a computer repair store in Genoa, ohio and then i um shoot what came next i did um oh i worked at bowling green state university and their like um blog they had this like every student got a blog and that was my first taste of wordpress oh, which yeah. is i still use today in various forms um and so i helped him uh, terrence he did it like the online and blended learning you know so i helped also with blackboard like managing the blackboard system um, so I learned a lot there and which is a theme. All my jobs I've learned a lot. Um, so I, I learned a lot there. And then I what did I do next? Oh, I was a uh girls varsity soccer coach for uh like awesome. a month, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played soccer. <laughs> <in my life. laughs> but uh they they needed they, they needed they somebody. needed someone at little Christian and my wife went to school that's gonna kind of have it in there. And I went back saying, Hey, I need some money can <laughs> i help the tech department and they're like sure and so i but they're like really what we need is someone to, to coach our girls varsity team in the summer so i didn't i wasn't in game i was also they also said if you want to be the librarian you could be the librarian too so i was <laughs> super pumped about that because i could wear my cardigans and like just be that librarian <laughs> guy. Be that guy um and so i was excited about that and maybe get involved with athletics um and uh quickly that lasted yeah, like about a month and then i found a job at um, the uh, football team student uh, video um, assistant for the football team. Uh, I got my first taste of kind of working with sports and working with the football team videoing practices for the um, video coordinator. And then I got an internship with the Detroit Tigers, uh, IT internship, because why not sure and got that that was fun the tigers are my favorite baseball team grew up with my dad so that was fun to go to work there every day but ultimately it was just a tech job and so it was kind of fun to you know, walk past all these you know hall right. of famers right. as you know can i help you with your computer <laughs> um and that was a fun job but it was like eh, i don't want to drive to detroit every day yeah. and you know um essentially it was just an internship um and so then i got the head job i left that to take the head job at toledo football for their video coordinator um so yeah just a lot of random things so th- and then i went from there and i'm like well i l- absolutely love working for the football team and i love what i'm doing is combining sports which is my major with sport administration with technology but coaches college coaches are kind of um crazy like in a good they have to be yeah, you know to yeah. succeed so There's to so much work. pressures on them um, and it just was a lot of demand on my time and I, I liked being there, but it was my life. Like, I, I, I mean, it was, I mean, it's no joke when I said over hundred hour work weeks, like, yeah, and I was there and, and honestly, some work harder than me. Like I, I felt like I wasn't working hard enough when I would be leaving at like 9 PM, you know? And it was just, you know, if you're, if you don't. If you're single, or you don't care about your family, it's a great job. And there people, there are very successful individuals that have done it and have done a good job and they're able to balance that. But I perhaps just was too young to know how to balance yeah. that appropriately, maybe. Um and so I once again just learned a lot, made a ton of great connections. Um, but I'm like, ah, I got it for my own sake and my family's sake, I gotta, I gotta find something, you know, a little bit different. Um, so then I took, let's see, that's when I started doing financial advising. So then I was, oh, what am I going to do? Okay. Well, you know, what's a job that's going to get me out of this? I can pay, replace the pay. Uh, my sister-in-law is a very successful editor, Jones financial advisor. Uh, Can can you give me an interview? And like, it's really hard to get in their training program, but I went through all the interviews, got in, did the training program, got my series seven, series 66, got trained on all that. Um, really enjoyed learning about it. Okay. I love learning about it um but then if you know anything about edward jones they like to do door-to-door you know salesman you gotta go door-to-door get your contacts and you gotta keep doing that and you know I i learned a lot about myself in that job just a ton i always felt like i could make myself do anything even a women's soccer coach i'll just figure it out and do it and a lot of times i was able to do it fairly well and successful but um i realized with that job there are some things that you just can't make yourself do and i learned a lot about you know wow, I actually don't have as thick of a skin as I realized, you know, and I don't, I, I can't handle rejection very well. Um, and it's honestly, the this, this stuff I learned at that job, I'm still it, dealing with, but I'm still lear- it's, I'm like learning a lot about myself, um, just reflecting on my experiences at that job. Um, and so I felt I, it was, that was a tough one because, you know, my sister-in-law did me a get me in there. And a lot of people were rooting for me. And it was a really unbelievable opportunity unbelievable opportunity um and she was going to be moving independent and so we kind of had something set up where i would potentially be taking over her office and it was just like oh i'd have all these clients it'd be so great you know and then of course i did well you know money isn't everything you know and so i'm going to go into ministry um and so (laughs) that was the the natural route right? right and so um then i'm like well you know i've always been involved with my church on a volunteer level and i've been involved with the youth and so um, I've always kind of been like a youth sponsor. Why don't I actually, you know, and we've had a couple of youth pastors come and go and I would fill in, you know, just like any good multi-potential I would do. And, um, so I would help out and, and, and fill in and be that, you know, leader and director. Um, and now I'm like, hey, you know, our pastor, youth pastor, had just left again. And so I'm like, oh, I'll, fit, I'll fill in. And so I was like, um, Hey, can you guys also pay me for that? And I'm like, oh, sure. We'll pay you a little bit of money. Um, and so I started doing that on a more official level and that was great learned a lot a lot of fun Um, and then you know because of some of those you know some of the community connections I made with the financial advising and with the youth stuff I started getting involved with the community uh, especially our church is located in Uptown started getting connected with um, the Uptown Development Committee started hearing seeing what was happening in downtown Toledo and I'm like well I want to be a part of this and some of that entrepreneurial excitement kind of was coming out of me and i was like what does this place need and this uptown needs a coffee shop and then i started that and things started to get pretty heavy there and i in the sense of that i'm like well i really can't do the youth director full-time so i need to move and focus more on getting this thing open and so yeah. I, you know when i wow well, i just kind of went through my whole resume that's um, amazing that was awesome so, um it, it definitely um, I love, I love, I'm just going to keep using it multi-potential, right? Because I'm a starter or you, you use the word starter. And I, I, I mentioned how I just recently have kind mm-hmm. of come to terms with the fact that I'm an entrepreneurial and, I, you know, some people think, oh, you just get bored and you want to move on. And I sure. Okay. Maybe some of that is the case, but I think there's just, it's more, of um, I think what uh gives me juice, we used to call that in uh, football, you know you got to get some juice. you know what would give me that juice was just starting was that excitement of building something, and that was something that was big for me was I realized i know I just like building things yeah. you know it 's like when you 're a kid and you build your tower, you don 't keep it, and like oh, i 'm going to put this on my my bookshelf, although my oldest daughter loves she 's very creative, so she makes. She'll take a cereal box and turn it into some art thing, which is just awesome. She's like, Daddy, look what I did. You know, and unfortunately, she, likes, she wants to keep it, so she's got, you know, this right. stuff Walls everywhere, of you know, of all this random. And, and like, I try to throw away, no, 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 don't do that. It's, it's, look, it's this. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. That really is cool, you know. So we keep it because we don't want to squash it. But anyway, for me, I'm just like, I want to build it. And then I'm not going to say tear it down, but essentially that's what you do, right? You just right. kind of, you know, I want to give it to someone and it can be theirs and I'll move on and yeah. you know, start and build something else. And so,
0: Okay. yeah. So your last big thing was Clara. When did that idea, how did it come about? I mean, Uptown Conversations. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, two, bleh, 2013, I'm getting my dates all confused now. I, I I can't remember if that was the right date or not. No, 2014 maybe. Oh boy. Um, it was in October, I know that. But um, it, it was kind of just, uh, when I was studying for my financial exams, I spent a lot of time at a coffee shop. And just because it was a lot of studying and you got past these tests and um, I started to, s- that was my first taste of like community. Okay. And I don't, I don't think anyone there at that Starbucks that I was going to would would really remember who I was, but I would see the same people like every day, you know, some of the regulars and I would strike up conversations with them and maybe it wasn't a big deal to them, but for me, I loved it you know, and I just felt like we were just, we're all part of the Starbucks gang, you know, and like, I, I saw what happened, okay, and there's the, you know, the third space, yeah, you know, and I, and now I experienced that, and I would go to, I would look forward to going to Starbucks every day, not to study, although I didn't mind studying, it was to just be around that energy, and I just really liked that, um, it gave me juice, and, uh, and, um, so yeah, I, I, it kind of started there, the idea of what coffee shops are. Um, and I would spend more time talking with people than studying. Um, and so then when, uh, I was doing stuff with the church and I kind of was just seeing the excitement of Adam street and I saw the excitement of uptown and downtown and then, you know, everything that was happening in Toledo. Um, and, uh, I kind of realized, well, I'm in Toledo and we're staying here. We got kids here, both sets of grandparents live here. We're staying here um, I want to make this a place, you know, there, I was this close to moving to Chicago with the football team. I got, a, I was interviewing for a Northwestern. I was a finalist. I thought for sure I had, it. I was looking up houses in Chicago. I'm thinking we're moving. I love big cities. I love New York, Chicago, you know, all the biggies. And when that didn't happen, when someone kind of came in last minute and took the job, I was kind of like, well, I'm stuck in Toledo, like a lot of people will say, right. And I'm like, well, no, I'm actually, what can I do to make this better? You know, what can I make this a Chicago or New York, like, let's, would it be cool to say, like, you know, I was around when Toledo turned it around, I was part of some of that turnaround, you know, a very, 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 very small amount, because there's so many people who are doing so many unbelievable, awesome things in Toledo, Um, and that was some of that drive, Um, and so that was kind of, like, going to these meetings, seeing the plans that they had, when I saw that Uptown Master Plan, That they had some firm do draw up what it could look like, kind of like what they were, you know, a master plan for it and all the pedestrian only streets and like all this retail area and it's on this little plant. I was just like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You know, and so um, the idea of third space coffee shops um, was was interest me. Um, you know, I like coffee. I wasn't like a coffee snob in any respect, but I, you know, would spend more time in coffee shops and Starbucks is not, you know, it's only second wave. It's not the third wave, you know, super specialty. Um, so I started spending some more time in those shops and to, to, to see that. And so, um, the idea of opening a coffee shop, I just started to get that bug in me, you know, as a place for community.
0: I um, love that. So it was, uh, that's really interesting. You were trying to give people a feeling of community rather than I want to sell coffee. Uh, I, w-
2: I want to put a footnote right here. What? Next thing you do, <laughs> okay, whether we record it and do whatever with it, I want to sit down and talk with you and get this down because this is like genius marketing material. Oh. Just you sharing your heart, like right. communic- making sure like what you're saying is communicating the idea of going out and the communicate making sure you're just communicating your heart or what your vision of what this place is because a lot of people just see coffee shop. But communic communicating like this is a space and what it means to you is like huge. I've n i have have I have not done a good job at
1: that. I'm not saying that like next thing. I, let's do it. So I'm one I oh, this is I've I have these internal battles. I'm like this is I'm so humble I'm prideful about it because i I don't know if that's right so like I'm just like and I don't ever give myself enough credit and so I can't even like it's even hard for me to communicate my heart with people sometimes and what I'm trying to do because I get so caught up in not trying to be prideful if that makes sense yeah I don't know I don't know if it does or not but yeah (laughs) I know so yeah so anyway
2: that yeah it's um not in any way to point out like whether well, you did a good or bad job. Like It sounds like you've gone through this and you've learned a lot and whatnot. I just want to put that there. Like you know, Harry and I have talked. Like We want to help, especially with whatever you're doing next. And um, But like hearing you talk was like, wow, there's so much more meaning now behind the name Claro Coffee of what that place is. Um, yeah, I just want to... That stuff we can help communicate. Appreciate that. Yeah, there's... there's claro turned
1: into such a... a big beast in many ways in many good ways and in many bad ways um but like all things that i've gone through i've learned and i think that's important in life is that we all learn from the ups and the downs and not try to be too emotional to not make them ups and downs just to make them you know
2: so this was like the first project you've had come along or your thing you've started that came along that you've seen is this it may not be but like come along and become its own thing yeah like what is that like? What does that feel like? Do so you kind of like? Because it's yeah. I don't sorry. Oh, you're fine, man.
1: They are really good. Thanks for bringing. Them. Yeah, sorry. Keep sorry. Keep going. I screwed up the microphone. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. No, I just can't This is
2: the first thing you created. Like, it's kind of become its own. you yeah, like you said, beast in a sense. Um and like, yeah. what, what is that like?
1: Scary. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it it's been tremendously scary. It's, I, like. I had to like go to a counselor to deal with some stuff. <laughs> like it's scary. Like I, I mean and it's really just because um because I'm probably too controlling if if I'm going to be honest. I I and honestly uh some of the negative or positive negative stuff about Clara or whatever um was because I was maybe too controlling. Um and I think any good entrepreneur in a way has to be in charge and lead in and take some ownership. Um, But I would, and some of this, this is stuff like I learned with the financial advising, you know, I mean, I had put so much heart and soul into Claro that I wanted to, I felt like it reflected on me. And um, when you create something that is either bigger than you or isn't you, like like you know i mean it's not like i'm it's it's just it's a business you know it's a it's a different entity um it's not you and and so yeah it was it was scary and i sometimes did a good job handling that and i sometimes didn't do a good job handling it and i think that um is with any startup finding that um balance there between taking ownership but yet letting this entity be its own take on a form of its own is is a struggle it's something that you just have to learn and i have i'm trying to but i'm not there yet
0: yeah oh man that's, that's so awesome weird. that's some real stuff i know it the so claro for you that chapter's closing yeah
2: i i don't know how <laughs> the, the beast is, is the beast is on its own <laughs> that, and that,
0: yeah and
1: okay so i've uh some okay there's gonna be a cup. A therapist that listens to this and would we'll be like, "That boy needs some <laughs> major some therapy right now." <laughs> but, but basically, like, I, um, I, I, you just, how did you put it, Tim? It's, uh, it's the beast has become its own. Yeah, the beast is, yeah, it's, it's become self-aware. Um, yeah, I, and I, I have had to kind of force myself to think of it that way because, um, it's a awesome place, and. Yeah. I can be proud of that and don't have to own it. And that's where some of this comes into play. This, the the whole idea of, so the question I've been asked most about Claro is quote, who owns Claro? And I've been asking myself that too. Like,
0: you know, <laughs> who owns this thing.
1: And, um, yeah. And, and we don't, I don't know if we, we don't really need to get into all the details. That's going to, right. right. You know, that's almost like a whole nother podcast totally in exactly. itself. In <laughs> itself. Um, although I'm happy to share it if anyone wants intimate details, whatever,, um, it's just, yeah, I, I think letting it be its own thing is good. Um, and I got to the point where I felt like releasing it from like my control. Uh, was ultimately going to be what was for the best, and maybe that's like the what I don't know. I'm not trying to like I got to give it up, you know? Right. And oh, what what a what a hero like sacrificing <laughs> for the good of the Toledo coffee scene. Right. No, it, it's it was it was a more of a personal thing for me that um I, I there was just all the little intricacies behind how it's structured and just how things have, um the relationships between all the individuals involved. Like it got really complicated and complex and. You know, I felt like starting it just, excuse me, I felt like starting it just took so much out of me. And it got to the point where I was just burnt out, yeah. you know. Um, I learned a ton, an absolute ton, but I just got burnt out. Um, and that was the number one um, thing. And so we went to lunch last week, right, Harry? And he said, what is your emotion? What's the number one emotion you're feeling right now? And... I, I didn't answer it super well on the spot, but I was thinking about it more. And I would say it's it's okay to say this. I'm, I'm still a little bit in mourning. Yeah. And I think that's the um that's the emotion a bit of just um, I got burnt out and I kind of felt like my time was over. And I knew that some people were going to feel like that was just me bailing or getting bored. Um, and that was a hard thing that I had to kind of realize that it, whether or not they feel that way, that's not the truth. Um, and so I can't be controlled by that. Um, but yeah, to just uh let it go, and Andrew's managing it now, kind of running it, um, and that was kind of always something I wanted to happen, because he's the coffee genius, um, and you know, we, I learned a lot. I learned define your roles better when you start up. I mean, there's like just so many different things like have more stuff on paper, like (laughs) ownership matters or, you know, little things that like social media matters, how you have your website actually created fully before you launch so that people have questions on who you are and what you're trying to do. It explains it on your website. Like you can't just fool around with that stuff, you know? And um, yeah, so I don't want to say, oh, it was a good training ground and okay, now I'm ready to do everything right. And thanks, Claro. And I hope I didn't screw you up, but like, (laughs) No, I, I'm, I'm really proud of what it is and what it became. And it kind of felt like um, I wasn't doing a great job leading it uh, the way I was right now, just feeling burnt out with everything that went on. And I felt like it was a better, uh, it'll put Claire in a better place if it was maybe less complications involved.
0: Um, and I always love new things. So like, all right, let's, you know, What's the new let's thing? find a new thing. Well, so. it is my favorite place in Toledo. So yeah. I don't know if that means anything, but I love it.
1: There is something about it. Uh, multiple people have told me there's peace there. And I'm not here to get any, you know, whatever, like whatever, religious or anything I, I, at all. I just think in general, because of the people that are there, the people in Uptown, the people who come, some unbelievable people in Uptown from all different walks of life and all different cultures and beliefs and whatever are there. And it's it created a place of community that, and honestly, it happened without me even trying to make it happen. I it, I mean, it was something that we were trying to do. And there was some intentionality to things, the low bar uh, the the way that, that the openness on the bar that, you know, you can see your drink being made, uh, people um, in, interacting with the baristas, um, the pew, the bench seating that we had, an old church pew that we restored or kind of sanded it and painted it or whatever. Um, yeah, there was some intentionality there creating a place of community, but it happened and it wasn't because of any kind of um, thing that we did uh, as founders. It was really because of the awesome people um, in, who go there now.
0: Okay. who are who are some of those people who just cranked it out and kind of caught the vision and helped you form it um
1: it obviously Andrew Trumbull. I can't say enough about him um he was a that played 21 for several years um and was there just as much as I was there in the beginning doing the build out and whatnot um uh, Rachel Opperman uh, was one of the kind of the core it was, it was Andrew, Rachel and I um helped a lot with, uh, build out and kind of just, we'd never run a coffee shop before. So just figuring it all out, decorating. She did a lot with the decorating with Andrew, uh, building the menu, you know, what we're going to serve. Um, decorative construction was our general contractor. We knew Tim, um, for connection with the church. Um, and him and his guys, his subcontract, uh, subcontractors he used, uh, were a big help. They um, donated some time and whatnot um and my brother-in-law brad helped a ton with some of the build out so i mean there was you know it's just like the team of people you put around when you're building something out like that um so um justin Sampson helped a lot with some stuff so um i mean it's i probably now i should go back and really make a list of who those people are that that helped a lot um I did not do a great one thing I would encourage everyone when you 're involved like entrepreneur or startup or whatever is and I suck at this, but is to journal is to make to journal the progress and it could be it could be as simple as taking pictures to journal like have a history that you can draw back upon because honestly in this whole morning stage i feel i'm in which is really dramatic i know but
0: no man it's looking
1: a- at pictures and just being reminded of because i'm not a great writer but so just kind of having some record of kind of what went on is great to help reflect on what the process you know oh, you know the reward is the isn't you know it's the journey is the reward right now uh, well, there's probably some truth to that <laughs> yeah anyway.
0: yeah man was there are there any like i know that probably personal or intimate but are, were, are there any moments that stick out in your head as you like ah as you're looking through those pictures or um
1: i there was there were many late nights yeah and, yeah um putting in the
0: sweat yeah
1: there it, it was just creating that space um you know i the typical ones having their kids come in and uh when i see pictures of I, my kids aren't old enough to really understand like Daddy doesn't work at the coffee shop anymore. Like that's you know, so they'll still randomly talk about it, and I mean it's they can still be part of and it and it's still great, and I still go there as much as I can. But um, yeah, there. I mean, there's just all all your typical ones of just the process of building something. You know, Um, there. I I guess uh, one thing that was pretty cool is we met. um, One thing when you're in the downtown area and uptown, you're you're going to encounter a lot of homeless people. And um now that Cherry Street has kind of consolidated some of their services, there aren't as much around the Adam Street area. But before that, um I I was working on the shop and I was getting out to my car and I saw a guy sitting right um near it, near Claro. And he had mentioned he needed um socks because like his feet were hurting or something. And I'm like, ah, sorry, I don't I don't have any socks. Um and then like I just started talking and he explained why he needed socks, he showed me his feet. Shared with me his story a little bit. He, you know, he's come from Seattle. He's got his health issues. Um, his name was Ron. Um, he asked if he could. He was. It was like uh, next time I saw him it was going to rain. He asked if he could sleep in the overhang behind our shop, and I said sure. Um, and just there was just something different about him compared to the other, um, you know, homeless individuals we come across. Um, and I, I mean, there, there's a kind of a long story, but I mean, we, he really became just a really cool guy that we, all, everyone at the shop knows um you know we would you know andrew would take him to the train station or buy him a ticket or bring him some food and we kind of got to know a story um uh, when his dad died Um we helped him with some stuff to get out there to the the, the funeral and stuff and you know at first you're like okay he's telling the truth and stuff so he would he would say some things and like we would google it like my mom was did this and we're like that's too good to be true or whatever and we and like sure And he's like here look up her obituary it tell us all about her life and like you know reading that when trump was elected like um, and he's a, he's an uh, African-American, you know, we were talking about just the election cause, like what was going on in the shelter, you know, what was the feel at the shelter when he was elected? And he was just talking about, you know, from that perspective, that life perspective, it was just really interesting to learn. And, um, it was, so like this year, um, he sold newspapers to Toledo streets and he would, you know, make a comment about us a couple of times, but, um, this year he got, they got presents for, um. I don't know if it's St. Paul's or someone down there where people donate presents for um, people who are homeless. And he got a bag full of them. And he didn't keep them. He gave them to me to give to my kids. And, like, I just, to me, that meant a lot, you know. And there was just some board games. And my son got a cars, little mini cars, yeah. got, you know, thing that he just loved and thought it was so cool. And so that, you know, yeah. little th- stories like that just, you know, makes you think, oh, wow, well, it was, it, all that was worth it.
0: Right. You know, right. Oh, dude, that's amazing. That is so cool. I love it. listening to people's stories. I know it's like, uh... and that's what
1: I mean. That's what that's what we wanted Clara to be. We wanted it to be a place where people could share their story. Yeah, could communicate. Um, I mean Harry and, and I would talk, and I mean I think, I, you know, you guys would kind of help say, well, it's a, to, to provide a platform, you know, for a voice that's not heard. Um, and I really like that adage. Um. It, um, that was the intention. I, if anything, we didn't tell our story very well. Yeah. So, yeah. If there's anything we <laughs> didn't do, right. we just really didn't do a great job at communicating our story. And that was just probably inexperienced on a part of us as Andrew and I, as entrepreneurs. Right. Um, and that, um, so there was just a lot of confusion to what our purpose was out there and, um, being associated with the church or whatnot. So,
2: yeah. Not not in any way to make this about me, but yeah, I mean, uh, Kylie and I have done the. Or this year, we've been with our photography business. We've kind of come to the point where it's like, yeah, we've we've not done a good job with that. Like, you know how to do it. We both know like what to do, but the the issue of it is, and I I get because it it's the issue of it's being vulnerable. Like if that's what you like in order for people to really anymore, it's like people got amazing BS detectors today um so in order for you to like stand out it's like you have to be vulnerable like that's really the only thing that actually will attract kind of your crowd and um yeah it's like you know we look good we we look like a professional business and then we're kind of going we're not getting the clients we want it's not going the way we thought it would go what's going on it's like well you're you're faking yourself out (laughs) like we're sitting there faking ourselves out going we're not being vulnerable with like who we are um, and that has to deal with a lot of personal issues, <laughs> but yeah. I oh, mean, I like to think, I like to think it's,
1: I like to say that I'm vulnerable, that it's easy for me to be vulnerable, but for me, it's probably easier when it's not planned, if that makes sense. And like marketing or like kind of feels like it's manufactured in a way, you know? And so I, I I'm just so much better at off the cuff. The problem is, though, I'm probably not as good at it with off-the-cuff because I don't communicate really what I'm trying to say because I haven't, like, really fine-tuned it, which is why I'm exhaustive. Like, if I would tell my story... So, when I tell the story of Claire, I've told it enough that I can do it fairly concise. But if you notice, it took me, like, 25 minutes to explain, like, my resume, which is really just a list of, like, 7 or 8 or 1,000 different jobs, you know? And, like, just because I, I haven't shared it as much. And so... um, it's kind of this, I don't know, for me, it's like, well, you know, it's better when you can spend some time refining it. But, like, reading off a, you know, a yeah, script or something right. is just so you know, hard for me to it's do. It's not genuine, so,
2: and people see that.
1: Right, and so, so, you know, if you manufacture those moments, like, how do you be vulnerable with photography clients? Probably in an initial meeting, and then maybe when you're out taking pictures with them, like, it, but, you know, do you manufacture that? Or just, are there moments that it happens, and then it, like, clicks, and it's right?
2: It's actually, like, being kind of vulnerable and, and with clients is actually, especially if they're really good clients, you know, or, like, you, the clients you really want to connect with, it's it's a lot of fun. It's actually being vulnerable out in the open before to have clients find you, to have, like, a fun, video, a fun cheesy video of you two doing something. And where it does, like, this feels cheesy. Like, this. Feel, what does this feel? This feels weird. Um, but... Yeah, but we're gonna put it out there because it kind of represents us, and, um, yeah, who we really are. Like, yeah. um, yeah. so.
1: But yeah. even, but even so, social media uh, right now. I have a love hate relationship with social <laughs> media, as I'm probably a lot of people do. Um, but I, I, I have friends that'll post like a picture of their dirty living room, and be like, "Well, this is the real me," you know, yeah, right, 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 like right. trying to be the anti-perfect happy right. yeah. you know and then it's like okay what well, i mean isn't that kind of manufacture? i don't know like right, maybe right. maybe <laughs> we're getting
2: down a, a trail but
1: you know and it's like maybe that's what i don't like about social media i don't know like i don't know if it's possible for you to be completely vulnerable on social media no
2: know. yeah and thankfully that's social media's the, that's a whole yeah. other ball game. The, well it's the past yeah the the next is audio so yeah yeah That's right. which <laughs> <That's laughs> is right. a whole lot yes. easier to be <laughs> yeah. genuine in uh, yeah. It. No, social it. media is is a part um it's gonna in 2018 no nah, sorry i'm gonna get ad go. here um, you know uh, just to comfort you i think i think you're right social media in general is um it's a tool it's been overhyped 2018 it's gonna hit a massive reckoning of like the way it's been used um and yeah i think you're going to see other forms of media but the main thing is what you what you're talking about is telling your story like and like and hopefully what Harry and I can do is like you genuinely told your story and were recorded it. Yeah, right. Which now can be Which is why I've been terrified told, to do, which is why I've been dodging <laughs> Harry's Hey Dave. <laughs> which is which is you know, which now can be uh, multiplied and you told it in a genuine way. Um and uh yeah, I think that's awesome. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> so
1: oh absolutely. Now here uh so the next thing, because now you're getting me going on something. Because I agree, social media is dying. Yeah. Okay. In the form that we've known it yes. from whatever. It'll still be around. AI. That's the next thing. When, when, when people are... I, I, so I put a Google Home Mini in my house. Right? People do the Alexa. Right? Audio. It's next. And, yeah. <laughs> right. and I got a second one because it's so cool. And, but my brother-in-law was like, well, uh, you know, it's like listening to everything you're saying and like people have used them in lawsuits and that's probably true. But I'm like, well, you know, I don't (laughs) have anything to hide. So, okay. But I mean, if you just think about it, they are, I mean, that Google Home Mini has a way better understanding of what our life is like at home than any social media account that I have. Oh, man. And all it'll take. And I mean, I'm sure the technology is there. I mean, whatever. is just someone to... Craft an image of who that person is. Now, some could say, "Well, that's maybe a good thing," but also, there's a lot of people. Those, you know, libertarians would be like, "That is not a good the thing." Worst thing right. ever, you know. <laughs> right. And maybe there's some truth to that. So, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Right. Anyway,
0: that's 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 yeah. the next thing. We're not going backwards no, with it. No, so.
2: no, right. no, and privacy is. <laughs> that conversation's over. That's yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> now. I think the conversation <laughs> that's going to come. Um, privacy is over, but um, the conversation I hope that is going to come here soon, uh, and hopefully uh, with these big companies like Facebook and Google, is what people are allowed to do with the information. Yeah, they're going to have information, but Facebook and these companies are going to have to be much more gen- honest about what they're doing with it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking up something because I'm gonna I want to tell the, the truth here. Um, Maybe I won't, but I, I just read there's a bill in China. Have you guys heard? There's a, some measure. Um, okay, you guys have to fill space here. It's, <laughs> it was, this is like perfect for this whole thing. There's a privacy law in China um, that people have to, um, it's like super big brother ish in okay. China. I mean, i, I leave it to China to do this. Um, but it basically like it like records everything i like, can
2: oh my goodness see i'm already doing i
1: should have looked it up ahead of time Dude, I'm like, a, you know, Well, i am just like well again whatever this just, the just anyway, is we there's can, just some uh, crazy edit. stuff happening in china about privacy and basically the government having ever knowing everything that's going on in your right. life basically right.
0: yeah. so anyway has yeah. your ears in, <laughs> in
2: the house rumor you know I'm, i know they've been that way for pretty much as long as they right. they've always wanted to know right. yeah right and so yeah, i i oh
1: boy oh man it's it's coming but honestly like there's still some cool things that can come out. Super I mean, I cool. don't know. I mean, like yeah. I'm a huge fan of driverless vehicles. I'm sure uh, there's going to be hate all over the place on that, <laughs> but I think driverless vehicles are the future. They're I think I blessed. think they're unbelievable. And whew, anyway, so yeah. there's some positive good things that can come out of it. I
0: don't know if this is the way you wanted this to it. go, there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, social media. Ugh, man. What? uh So what are the ideas? So. A little bit of AI gets you all excited. What else? Are there oh, any ideas rolling yeah. around from your own space that you like? Well, I've been. What if? Uh, what does Toledo need next, or what do you need to do next? Oh or? wow.
1: Um. Okay, so uh, a couple things. Um. I, there have you heard of Code City? You know Code yeah. City at Rust Belt. Kylie and I are gonna
2: go to the one on. Uh, oh. Uh, blockchain.
1: blockchain yeah oh there's gonna be one on blockchain yeah, oh, they're doing here. unbelievable things yeah there at code City. nate is just nate walkie is just he is a guy you need to have on this podcast yes. yeah oh. i don't know if you know nate i don't
2: i've met him because i went oh to my a couple months ago
1: he okay but i want to come with him okay Maybe. okay <laughs>
2: probably yes awesome
1: <laughs> anyway um he is just absolutely doing some killer things um and um so anyway stuff that's happening at code city is is pretty cool um kind of like ted talkish likes things i don't know if he wants to be called like ted talks or whatever but just having some some talks about discussions but i mean they've done a lot they, They're involved involves a lot of different things which is kind of cool but um they're doing stuff on the hyperloop there's been this little group that's created with uh code city about hyperloop and we've done some research and um i feel bad i haven't been i haven't been able to put a ton of attention into it but uh there's some individuals on this group that have like written letters and basically like there's this proposal, they're basically accepting proposals on, like, where the Hyperloop should go, and, like, Columbus came up with this, like, Midwest proposal where it would, like, go through, like, from Indianapolis or whatever, down to Columbus and then up to the Cleveland. I'm like, we're like, that's stupid. Just go on I-80 and you can go from Chicago to New York City. And
2: it's a perfect area. It's, a,
1: it's land, is fe- it's own, federally-owned land, if I'm not mistaken. They're gonna run it along a highway. It, it, yeah, right. it just seems so perfect, and you can then have an offsuit to go to Columbus, whatever. But, like, that just seems it's a no brainer to us, but because nobody has put forth a proposal, Columbus was smart enough to draft to come up with some proposal. Like they don't know any better because they were waiting for submissions. Anyway. So we've been working on something. Uh, We have some, some stuff out out there of like videos and some um, graphics that we've come up with. And so, um, I'm excited for that. I don't know if it's going to happen, but oh, at the same time, amazing. the Hyperloop, oof, I'm p- pretty pumped about that. Yeah. And, um, if that could come to Toledo, and, you know, eventually we're going to, someone's going to have, a, we're, we're going to have a stop in Toledo, but if we could be one of the original routes.
2: Oh, that'd be amazing publicity. That would be, that'd be awesome for Toledo. Yeah. Um, and I know they wanted to start with flat territory. Yeah. Like, that's we'll what one, of the, one of the things they wanted to do was, um, start, the early stuff was all they wanted to do on flat ground.
1: Yep. Yep. And so, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I don't. Like, I'm just excited for Hyperloop in general. I have oh, a couple man. friends that tease me about it, like, "Oh, so what's going on with the Hyperloop, baby? And I, just, I just get so jazzed <laughs> and up, and juiced awesome. up when I talk about the Hyperloop. Oh, um, um, yeah, I got a, I got another project brewing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's brewing. Yes, it's brewing. <laughs> I some stuff coming up with that. Um, I think another podcast would have to happen to really get into yeah, some yeah, details, totally. but. Uh, Um, that's something that I'm really excited about and found kind of my next thing to work on. Um, and so I'm excited for that. I, uh, not like people really care about me at this point, listening to me ramble, but, uh, um, I, 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 I'm doing some freelance work for pro football focus, which is a national, um, football analytics thing to give me some money and I get to work on, um, other fun projects, so other things that Toledo needs, uh, I, I just continue the, the innovation that's happening.
2: Um, and uh, with Toledo along that theme, and uh, besides Nate, who else do you, you know, you want to give a shout out to or say that you think are doing is doing really cool things in Toledo? Ah, oh,
1: wow, oh
2: there's,
1: there's a lot of them. Um, on this, uh, Jordan Valdivia is, um He's connected with Code City a bit. He's uh, at the Launchpad incub- Incubator at University of Toledo. I don't know if he's the director. I don't think he's a director, but he's, like, he's management there. Um, he was just featured in the city paper. Had a little thing on, like, 15 people in Toledo doing things. And so that was pretty cool to see him listed there because he's doing a lot of good stuff. The art museum is doing some cool things, too. Um, and... Um, um obviously I'm a big Sam Meldon fan. Yeah, I have we'll to throw him it. in there.
0: <laughs> totally. Um
1: and uh, yeah, I mean there's this Toledo if there's one thing that I'm just was so thankful with Claro is whether or not I really deserved it. I felt like to be involved in some of those conversations about like being being a part of Toledo's Renaissance. And I a lot of people that like when I was kind of pitching Claro to different people, and I said, Oh, it's coming, Toledo's coming around, like it's coming. And I'm like, yeah, we've heard that before, you know, but actually it's, it is kind of coming around, you know, and now like everyone it's now just kind of this accepted fact where it's kind of like, well, no, I mean, like we told you it was coming, you know, you didn't believe us, but, (laughs) um, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think, I mean, there's, I mean, balance is doing balance is coming downtown. Like they're doing some cool stuff with, um, some of their like urban farming stuff, um, that's know. cool this is a, lot of, a lot of good things happening in toledo yeah so.
0: i remember when we did the event at claro um the Booney Cat patch co oh yeah oh so sorry Lily i'm so
1: sorry greg and Ellie. like Booney is killing it yeah yeah
0: what they had said about toledo being like you get to create your own scene here like you don't have to f- you don't have to figure out who to talk to to join up you just you want to be the patch selling people then you become the patch selling people and There's the opportunity. And I i mean, we're
1: reaping the benefits. I mean, there are are many people who have been here like doing this, who have been, you know, preaching this whole like, Cleto's coming around, you know, mantra for a while. Um, And I think they've done a pretty good job at allowing others to come in as well. Um, You know, but there are some in, um, there are some in, this area that i've done some really really awesome things i think of like can toledo um just because we were right next to them and just to, to think that they were like one of the original like not original but like they were on adam street for so long you know and manhattan's been there for a long time leslie's changed owners a bit but they've been there for a while like there's a lot of people on adam street that have been there for a while just where we're located um but even just also in downtown and i'm starting to see people who um, businesses who advertise and been like, we've been downtown since 19, blah, 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 you know? And you're just like, I wonder if they, you know, five years ago they would have advertised that, right. you know? Probably right. not. But now it's kind of like, it's the cool it's thing to have a downtown a, location. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's exciting. It is. It is. And it's happening. So. It's amazing. Um, other thoughts, questions? Anything you want to talk about?
1: I, I think... Uh, I've never done something like this before, and perhaps this has allowed me to. Um, it's given me some. Like I've never actually called myself an entrepreneur outside of today. Yeah, that was the first time. So that's interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe this has given me a little bit of a. You're naming something. Yeah, yeah. like that was maybe a big moment for me. So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you awesome. captured it. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, and I, I think some people look down on those that just start things and like move on yeah. um and obviously you want to uh, uh someone who's mentored me in my life um he used to talk a lot about like leaving well yeah. and i think um you want to leave well you know and i've had to learn that how to do that and i've done i've left places better than others um but i think uh yeah i think uh being labeled an entrepreneur is actually a cool thing where it used to be kind of like yeah, a, right. okay yeah roll your kind of for gang- me at least it's gangster know? now yeah yeah, yeah. so that's or cool. starter i guess you could say yeah but, uh, starter. so anyone want to have any anyone have business ideas you know look me up <laughs> that's right
0: where can people follow
2: you find you
1: um on like social media
2: where do you want to find you or or you can be like if you just have to be in the right place at the right time. Just find
1: me at Clara, I'll be there. No, I'm
2: just kidding. Um I uh yeah, I
1: have Instagram and I do have Facebook. I'm not the people that like, you know, deactivate it or whatever, make a big deal. I, I, I I've there's been a little bit of a discipline of just trying not to, you know, check it as much. Right? I took it off my phone or whatever and um but uh I yeah, I am on Facebook, Davis Sankovich, Instagram. Um and Twitter, that's basically basically for sports. Um, I'm a huge sports guy, if you haven't figured it out. You'll find that out if you ever go on my Twitter. Um, or email, whatever. Anyway. Or just, you won't be able to find me. You'll just have to reach out to Harry yeah, and he'll set up a meeting or something. Or Tim or whatever. Just set up a
0: meeting. Do you have any ideas or like things that you feel like, where are you going to be in three months?
1: Mm, three months is... Almost oh it's the end of April. Cool. Um I I have hopes.
0: Yeah. Um and you can be vague about them i think yeah.
1: I Yeah, I hope that uh a little more stability. Um it's like that catch twenty two when you're in your starter entrepreneur, is like you don't really have that much stability, but at the same time like Stability is kind of nice sometimes. So I feel like for me, this is just a season of... I've been saying, like, this month. I don't know why I've been saying, like, I'm going to take this month to really do some, like, regroup after Claro. um, Really make... Finalize some plans for my next project and then move forward. So I guess in three months, things are really just starting to move ahead with this next project I'm working on. Um, And, um, yeah. That's kind of where I hope I'm going to be in three months. And... um, i'm a little nervous about that but we'll right see.
0: yeah no there's well then it sounds like in a three months six months it'd be awesome to check back in and see yeah. how the narrative has unfolded yeah cool. yeah we uh
1: i've learned a lot through claro and i'm ready to kind of test it out. some of the things that i've learned into that oh yeah. dude that's sweet so cool well thanks man yeah it i don't know if this was what you wanted this is exactly what i wanted <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think i'm that unique i think uh i always i i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is and that's right know. that that tension between pride and humility. yeah i
1: it's wow it will boggle your mind if you think about it too much because like you know i don't know there's Yeah. i'm like a psych like a So I, real quick this is how my brain works I, I actually i had a concussion like years ago playing flag football and Concussions are no joke. I mean, they really are no joke. And um, I, like, kind of went through all the symptoms of, like, light hurting and wooziness or whatever for a week or so. And about a I don't know, year, year and a half later, I started to, like, just forget a lot of things. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, post-concussion syndrome is horrible. So, like, I went to a doctor, and she's like, well, you're probably fine but here. Why don't you go see a psychologist? So I, I went to see a psychologist and just went through a battery of tests and for them to to figure that out. And their report came back and said, Mr. Sankovic is, like, we don't see any evidence of any post-traumatic um, or post-concussion uh, Syndrome, but he has a very peculiar way of thinking, which <laughs> perhaps you know contributes to some of his forgetfulness or lack, you know, not being able to remember things. Which my wife just completely ate up. Yeah, like she like, kept that report, and she's like, "Look at, see, I've been telling I have you." Actual proof, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's you're so, insane. Yep. And oh, so man. that was, you know, so that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: So yeah, I don't. So I just like,
1: oh, it's just me. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do me. So yeah.
0: Well, that would be just hearing all of that. Your story, the conversations we have, like, there's definitely a sense that when I get around you is like, okay, I can, I can do the things that are in my brain because <laughs> David can't. Oh, I'm all fired up now. And I know. <laughs> like, uh, we don't have to give up, and like, this will get better. That whole idea of you have to hold on to that. Well, and the thing about
1: startups, and I'm figuring out, is like, there's a there's a lot of people with a lot of great ideas. And it's really hard to turn them into reality. Yes. And so I guess in three months, I hope that an idea that I have that, or that really the others have had that I'm kind of joining in on, I really hope that we can start seeing some reality made of that idea. And it's, is, and it's going to be a lot of work to get there. Like it's, it's not easy, which is why I, like just everything with Claro, I was not ready for that. I was, I was not ready for that at all. Um, and so once you do it once, it makes it a little bit easier, but, um, yeah, that was, uh yeah. So I, I think it's, um, when you're doing startups, there's a lot of people that have a lot of great ideas, but actually making them become a reality is just so incredibly tough.
0: Well, I think, so that was one of the directions that I thought as a possibility that we would go, but it almost make more sense that next time we're together, just like that question of how do you turn an idea into something? Because that's yeah, because hopefully by then stream. I'll have
1: yeah, I'll have two kind of
0: you'll, ha- you'll have what you learned and right. then you get to actually test it out again, right. right?
1: So I know I'm super teasing stuff, I'm just setting, that, setting you up for that's right, some that's right. Extra round two, extra listenings down the
0: road. Awesome, all right, awesome, have a good one. W- well, real quick, well, I, we're not posting these yet, so we don't need to that's do that. That's fine, whole...
2: okay, we, can do a, we can do like an intro, yeah, that's true. End.
0: Okay, cool, so,
2: thanks, Dave. Yep, we still have to record our intro. Start, I guess. Yes. Yeah,
0: so hey everybody, just sitting here with a coffee, enjoying the beautiful weather, while I finish listening and back to the edit, and love it. Dave, thanks so much for coming on, just being so encouraging. It's made me uh, definitely want to start the next project in my mind, um, and so thank you for that. Thanks, everybody else who made it this far and listened to all the way to the end. You are amazing. Um, if you're starting anything, let Tim and I know about it, and we'd love to hear and see and, and just encourage you in whatever the thing is, is that you're starting next. Um, with that, just quick reminder, on Mondays, that is the day that we launch our produced episode, and on Tuesday mornings at 6.30, we do a live show Um, That we don't know what it is yet other than Tim and I sitting down sometimes talking about um, interesting things that got brought up on the podcast and then uh, just ideas and thoughts and things we think are important to talk about. Um, So that happens 630 a.m. Uh, Tuesday mornings. Okay. I can't think of anything else right now, y'all. I hope you have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you later.